This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you. Um, this came up in 2015, and it's come up before, but it, it almost became a bit of an election issue uh, as the Conservatives vowed to be uh, the ones to protect Canadians from a so-called Netflix tax. Well, the issue is is back in the spotlight. Uh, reports today about a briefing note prepared for the Canadian Heritage Minister uh, that talks about whether Canada should enforce a so-called Netflix tax. Now, it wouldn't apply to just Netflix. Maybe Netflix is the most obvious example of a foreign-based company that offers digital services that Canadians can subscribe to. The story notes that Canada has already endorsed the so-called destination principle set up by the OECD which says suppliers of digital goods and services should remit sales taxes in the jurisdiction where the final customer resides. So part of this story is about the double standard. The companies doing something similar to Netflix, but based in Canada, would have to collect and remit sales taxes. But not Netflix. Of course, there's a separate argument that they should be taxed in order to help fund Canadian content which is maybe a separate question. Anyway, our next guest has written a lot about this issue. Wanted to get some thoughts from him. Michael Geist is a professor of law at the University of Ottawa, Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law. I'm at his website, michaelgeist.ca. Good afternoon, Michael. Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I mean, are you, are you surprised that this has come up again? No, not really, and I think you set it up very well. There's uh, a real, there's a need to distinguish between, on the one hand, sales taxes, from on the, one, the other hand, uh, essentially a cultural contribution tax. On the cultural contribution tax, which is sometimes described as a Netflix tax, it seems that we've got certainly representatives from both of the major, from both major parties, both conservatives when they were in government, as well as the liberals now, saying that's not something they support. Uh, but on the issue of sales taxes, which is being described as a Netflix tax, but as you rightly know, really would provide would apply to any digital, foreign digital service, uh, there there is, I think, more momentum towards doing something. And, and in fact, I think it's really a question of when, not if. And there are a number of, of reasonable reasons for doing so. And in fact, even though I think I saw some conservatives talking about um, negatively the so-called move in this direction, this actually all started with the conservatives back in 2014 who put the very issue on the table. Well, how is it different? We talk about digital services. I mean, if I order uh, a book or even, you know, an album, a CD from uh, a supplier in the United States, I, I wouldn't pay GST on that, would I? No, and that's no the issue. I mean, the way the law is written right now is that if you are purchasing something from an out-of-state provider, from an out-of-country provider, they are not required to remit, uh, to collect and remit the sales taxes. However, and this is not well known by most people, in fact, the user is required to do so, but, but practically nobody does. And so um, the, t- technically speaking, the law says that if there was otherwise tax uh, applicable, you're essentially required to report the fact that you owe the sales tax and pay it. But uh, I don't think there's, there are many, if any, people that are saying, you know, here's my $15 in sales taxes from Netflix at the end of the year. Uh, so technically, people would be obligated to, but clearly that, that's not something that's obviously being enforced. Right, that doesn't happen. And so I think there is a recognition that the only way this really does happen is where you get the companies themselves to collect and then remit. At the moment, obviously, those with Canadian presence do that, those without do not. Um, and that creates this potential imbalance where you get 
competitors offering up similar services, one Canadian-based, the other not. And oddly, essentially you have a tax system that's disadvantaging the Canadian company. So in the video space, for example, you've got a service like Crave TV, which collects and remits sales taxes. It's Canadian-based. You've got Netflix, which does not, where you're subscribing directly through Netflix. But there are some Canadians who do pay sales taxes on Netflix service, and that happens if they subscribe not directly from Netflix but through a Canadian-based provider. So, for example, if they purchase through Apple, let's say through their Apple TV, there's Netflix. Uh, there, that Netflix service does carry with it um, the, the, G, the applicable GST. Interesting. So is, is the impetus here then, uh, is it about protecting... Uh, services like Crave TV, protecting Canadian-based services, or is it about creating a level playing field for consumers? Um, well, I suspect it's a bit of both. I, I think it's about creating a level playing field for the businesses I and mean, consumers. Consumers are, are presumably fairly happy that when they don't pay the sales taxes. I, right. I can't imagine there are many that are clamoring to say, I'd like a level playing field and want to pay more. Uh, the businesses, of course, have raised this as a concern, arguing that it puts them at a disadvantage. Uh, and I think for, for for governments, and it's not just the Canadian government, it's worth noting that this is emerging as a global issue, and you, you're, we're getting more and more countries examining these issues. Uh, as these services become bigger and bigger, the, the foregone revenue becomes increasingly significant, so that at some point in time, governments begin to say, we're now losing a sizable portion of our uh, sales tax base, and we see more and more of these services becoming more and more important, and so that's only going to grow over time. Right, and I mean, this, this could apply to iTunes, uh, Google, Amazon, uh, other services too. Now, have we seen other countries go down this path? Is there a, a basis for this? Right, we're seeing a lot of countries look specifically at this issue. We've seen some start to move in the direction, but more generally, we're starting to see countries sort of work together to develop some common standards. And Canada, Canada's part of that, which is, I think, why we're often going to see uh, you know, Canada not move forward yet until there are some international standards developed. And the need for some commonality, I think, is, is an important factor here, too. You know, if you're a large international player dealing with 100 or 1,000 taxing jurisdictions, we're talking, and all of which employ different rules and uh, different requirements that that's that's a pretty onerous obligation an expensive one that uh, that's ultimately going to get passed along to consumers so i think it's in everyone's interest that there be some amount of commonality and standards so that those kinds of administrative costs are reduced uh, at the same time if you're a small player uh, so you have just an incidental or small amount of canadian revenue the idea that you would also be subject to the same rules of having to collect and remit you know, is potentially a problem. You know, smaller businesses will say it's such a small amount that the cost of collecting and remitting outweighs whatever I'm generating. Uh, from a Canadian authority's perspective, they're not going to bother trying to enforce because it's not a lot of money. Um, and so you get businesses who might actually decide that they're not even going to provide services to Canadians because they don't want to have to deal with uh, those extra administrative costs. So You've got a situation where you need some kind of threshold that captures the large players, exempts the very small players, and ensures that even for the large players, they're subject to some amount of common rules regardless of where they operate. And as it relates then back to the issue of Canadian content, are, are there cultural reasons for doing this, and, and does that enter into the equation at some point? Not really. Um, 
you know, this is this is distinct from, and it's important to emphasize, it is distinct from sort of cultural content mandated contributions. That's something quite different. It's been described at times by politicians as a Netflix tax, but it isn't really. Um, it's not a tax in that traditional sense, but it's it's a convenient term to use. And while it's certainly theoretically possible that that applying those digital sales taxes would generate more revenue. It would go to general revenue, but of course it could in theory then be used for um, things like funding CanCon. I mean, certainly that's a, that's a reasonable argument to make. If there's more money coming into the government coffers, they can do that, but there isn't a direct link between the two. It's, it would fall then to the government to say, we've, we're now collecting this kind of revenue and there are different programs that we think we want to fund and we're going to at least nominally try to allocate some of that revenue that comes in towards those programs. But it is worth noting that the Department of Finance is typically very reluctant to do that. They don't like to tie general revenues to specific programs. All right. Very interesting. We'll see what happens from here. Dr. Geist, appreciate you joining us uh, for some insight on this. Thanks. Oh, thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care. Michael Geist, uh, michaelgeist.ca, uh, Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law at the University of Ottawa. So is there a case for this? I think if the government tries to sell it as we need to tax these services, that we can fund more Canadian content to ram down your throat, uh, people are not going to take kindly to that. Uh, there, there's maybe a more logical basis to say there should be a level playing field, but does it apply to, to anything else? Uh, if you go and buy a DVD from a store to watch a movie, you buy that DVD, you would pay GST on it. If you order a DVD from an American retailer, you don't pay GST. I guess technically you could ask for the proper paperwork, you could fill that all out and remit the equivalent of the GST to Ottawa, and maybe you'll get a gold star for your efforts too. Um, so if we're fine with that not applying in, in other instances, why should it apply to Canadians who purchase uh, streaming digital services from Canadian companies? All right, 403-974-8255. We'll come back some time for your calls. We'll get a first look at traffic soon as well. Rob Breckenridge with you, News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.